Men have their own set of challenges. Who better to give you advice than these knuckleheads? Who let them have a podcast anyway? Need <laughs> <laughs> your mama's permission. This, this is the Battle Podcast. What up, man, and welcome to The Battle. I'm your host, Full Money Johnny. And I'm Ray Ray all day. Yeah, what up, Ray? Fritz. Guys, we got a vacancy tonight. Where's the Mainer? Mainer not here. Mainer might not here. <laughs> I loved that the other week when he said, finally, the Mainer is back. Well, where the hell is he at tonight? Because he's not here. <laughs> finally, the Mainer left. <laughs> man. Just kidding, Mikey. We love you, kid. Man, I'm just glad you balls dropped for your intro this time. Dude, I'm telling you what, man. <laughs> I don't know what happened to me on that. I think you were sitting on a testicle. Well, you know, at my age, they hang a little lower than they used to, right? I have to be honest with you. He is a little testy. <laughs> Playing soccer with him. Well, you know, I mean, you're the one that gave me the idea of the pouch underwear that I had picked up because, you know, at our age, we need all the help we can get. You, mu you must not have been wearing them that night. Yeah. I told Candy, I said, you know you're getting old when your friends are giving you uh, underwear ideas. Yeah, to keep your balls where they belong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, tell me about it. Hey, man, that's just part of growing up. Man. Yeah, growing up. Yeah, growing old. Yeah, I know. Growing up. <laughs> that's how you say underwear in German. Holds them from flopping. <laughs> I like that. You know, old Fritz ain't got no word about it. He's seven foot tall. <laughs> you know, kidding. <laughs> I ain't bragging. I, listen, I, I'm not bragging or nothing. I don't know why you're talking all this smack tonight, Ray. Because uh, last time I checked, you need to change your last name to Sanford. Sanford? <laughs> oh, you, you've been by the you house. Sanford, kid. You've been by the house, haven't you? Dude, you got more freaking cars in your yard than a freaking junkyard. Well, hey, man, you know you ain't a real redneck unless you find a car while you're mowing the yard. Dude, you need to tell your friends you're a redneck. You're not white trash. I've been thinking about crossing line now. You know? Crossing the line? Shit. Yeah. I think I'm there. What are you going to do? Stop bathing? You know what? <laughs> what's messed up is I... I walked in the house and Sarah was standing there and I said, oh, I'm going to make you the queen of my double wide trailer. With a polyester curtains and a redwood deck. <laughs> We're getting there, man. We're getting there in a hurry. <laughs> <laughs> but, dude, I, I I really can't complain, man. My, I'm helping a neighbor out. He let me store my Volkswagen there for like three, four months. Months? And... Try like years. What are you talking about? Yeah, well, well, you know, time flies when you... Uh-oh. Uh-oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I like it. I like oh, yeah, it, man. man. That was like great. That, that was that's smooth. Good stuff, Fritz. You got something going on over there, guy. But yeah, so I'm helping a neighbor out, you know, letting him store some stuff. He just sold his house and his new place ain't got all the land that he had. So... Why not? You know? <laughs> Why not? I don't know, because you got like six boat trailers over there. You Twelve. Got a 12, is it 12 now? It is 12. Boy, what the hell is wrong with you, man? You're lucky Sarah puts up with your shit. Oh, you ain't kidding. I got, I got 12 boat trailers and about six cars and a UTV. Yeah. <laughs> I got all kinds of crap over there. It, the sad part is, is I just had a, I just had a scrap guy come to the house like two months ago, yeah. clean all the shit out, and I just put it back. <laughs> no, no, probably what happened is, is a guy drove by and said, holy shit, I wonder if he's selling all that trash. Oh, man. <laughs> 
Now, ah. you've got people knocking on your door asking if you want to sell, like, metal. <laughs> they're, they're asking if they can store Scrappers. more. They're asking if they can store more shit on the property. <laughs> Ray's got a bunch of scrappers at his house. You know what? You know what? Hang on. We're, we're avoiding. He's talking about me being redneck. And here this some bitches over here wearing all this camo. You damn right. What? It's like he's trying to right. disappear or something. Dude, I've come to the realization. He like blew up Walmart. <laughs> I, I'm a Floridian, baby. There you go. I'm a Florid I'm a Floridian. A real Floridian. Hell yeah. You might as well be. You've been here long enough. You damn right. I've been in Florida since 2000. Embrace the redneckanisms. I'm embracing it, baby. I've em been here for 21 going to no 22 going on 23 years, bro. Damn you you half a Floridian as I am. Hell, when I left Massachusetts, I was 20 years old. I've Dang. been more I've been in Florida longer than I've been anywhere else. There you go. I'm Floridian, baby. You're redneckanizing. Yeah, boy. I like it. I like it. Yep. But you know what today's topic is? We're going to talk about words. And the power of words. The power of words. Because words are powerful. You know, we bust each other's balls all the time. We always bust out each other. And we understand the power of words. And, and, and we know what's going on. Yeah, that's why we know what words to use to bust each other's balls. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> that's correct. Exactly. But the power of words can be really, really hurtful, man. They can. If, if, you know, if you don't realize what you're saying, if you don't understand it. I think that the issue is, is men don't realize or understand the power that they wield in the words that come out of their mouths. Right. And I think that when we look at it from a different, a multitude of different perspectives, because there are different phases and facets of being a man. Mm -hmm. And in certain areas in our lives, we have an impact that can be very detrimental if we're not careful what comes out of our mouth. Without a doubt. You know, and, and, I, and I'm reminded of, uh, you know, it, it, it's funny how you can you can look back on something that was said to you when you were young and you can understand it from a new perspective as an adult, mm -hmm. but then you hear it differently as a child. Right. Yeah. And, I, and I'm reminded of a time when, you know, my dad, I remember when I was young and I had a conversation with him because my father had seven sons. He'd been married to three, three different women, right? Mm, yep. And, uh, you know, I always wanted just to spend some one-on-one -on -one time with my dad. Right. You know, and my dad lived across the country and we lived in Massachusetts. He lived in Washington. And I remember one time when I was with him, I said, you know, I'd, all I want to do is just spend some time alone with you. And he looked at me and he said, John, if, if I spent time alone with every one of my kids, I wouldn't have any time for myself. Mm. Now, what he was saying in that moment was that he had a lot of kids and a lot of people pulling at him from multiple, multiple different directions. He right. was the mainer. Right. So, yeah, right. Yeah. So, but what I heard was in that moment was, I ain't got time, I, I got time for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's... And, and, and that's, and we, that's why as men, we've got to be careful what we say and how we say it, because that was not my father's intent when we had that conversation. I think he was trying to help, trying to help me to understand that, you know, I can't spend time with just you when I've got all these other kids too. Right. Plus I'm married. Plus I have a job. You know, as an adult male, I can look back at it now as a father and understand that, you know, time is the most valuable co commodity that we have, right? Well, you got that right. Yeah, without and a doubt. And we don't have a whole lot of it in the course of a day. And Life's so, a vapor. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so you've got you've to manage that time. And, and, and I think what he was saying to me was, look, I mean, I'd love to, but I, I, if I spend time with you, i got to spend time with this one, this one, this one, this one. And then when would I have time for myself? When would I have time for my wife? When would I have time for my job? And, yeah. And, and, you know, but that's not what I heard. Right. That's how, that's, that's why we're saying this, that words have power and we have to be careful the words we choose. Yes. You know, once you say the words, they're out there. There's really no taking them back. 
you know, I've got this, this great analogy that I that I read once is you can write down on a piece of paper. You know, you can write down you're fat, you're stupid, you know, all these stupid things that we have a tendency to say. And then you crumple it all up, which is like, which is to say that you apologize for the words that you've said. Well, you can still open up that paper and read all of those words, but there's lines, there's crinkle lines all through all those words. You can never erase the words you've said. You know, I'm sorry doesn't erase the words. The words are still there. And that's why we have to be very cautious of the words we use. I like that example, Ray. That's a, a picture of that. That's, that's good. Yeah. yeah, well, you think about it. I mean, from, and I can only do this from my perspective as a believer, you know, the word tells us that God spoke, you know, the universe and humanity and everything else into existence. Right. So it started with a word. Yeah. You know, and that's how powerful words can be. I think words can bring life. And words can also bring death emotionally, um, physically, physically to people because there's power in what we say, but there's also times that there's power in what we don't say too. Oh, without a doubt. Oh yeah, there's, you bet. There's definitely power in silence, you know. But I, before we get to that, also I want to you know push the fact that take the time. You know, silence is not a weakness. You know, silence is taking the time to process and think about what you're going to say, the words you're going to use when confronting a situation. Because like I said before, you can't take those words back. It's called wisdom and discernment, right? That's it. Got that right. You know, and they always say it's better to listen than it is to speak. It's better to listen to understand, not listen to answer. So when somebody's speaking to you or, or putting you in, or stating stuff at you that you don't like, that you don't want to hear, it's better to listen and process than it is to just respond. Take that time. Take a little bit of silence. And also understand that there's power in response. Yes. You know, sometimes, you know, we have to understand as men that when we don't say anything, that can be viewed as negative yes. in the eyes of our spouses, the eyes of our kids. It can be looked at that as a sign of weakness in the workplace. It can be a sign of you know, uh, being detached. It could be put off like you don't care. You don't want to deal with it. You just, you know, you're lazy. You're, you, there's just an, there's a multitude of different perspectives that people can have because you say nothing. Yeah, we're not talking about pausing. We're not we're not talking about taking a moment to to reflect and think. We're talking about your wife sitting there talking to you and, and going on and on and on, and you just choose to basically ignore her and not say anything. And I think you make a very good point. You've got to pick your words. Yes. Be wise and discerning in what you're going to say. And it goes back to what you were saying too, Ray, that if you listen to what's being said, truly listen, you're going to really think about what comes out of your mouth. Yeah. I mean, there's there's still things that there, and I know I screwed this up a lot when I was younger. And that's why we do this podcast is to try to reach these younger, these younger men is that, you know, my wife still responds to me sometimes in a defensive manner because of the things I used to say, the way I used to respond, how mm. I used to act when she would do something or ask me something. She'll still to this day, and we've been married 23 years, man. We've been married, we've been together a long time and I've done a lot of growing since then. But that just shows you that the words that I've used in the past 
have not gone away. I may have apologized and I have changed my ways, but she's still looking through that crinkled up paper and seeing what I used to say. Yeah, women have a gift, man. They remember that stuff. Oh, they, they don't forget nothing. <laughs> Is that a gift? Nothing. I thought that was a curse. <laughs> I don't know. It's a curse for us. <laughs> yeah, it is. They but don't I guess, forget I guess, nothing. I guess one of the things that needs to be asked, though, is, is so why do men stay so silent? Now, you, you know, we talk about saying the wrong things, but then there's there's times when we don't say anything. And a lot of guys, you know, you talk to a lot of different people and you, you hear different relationships and issues with marriages and kids and everything else. And you hear a lot of women say, my husband just doesn't say anything. Or my dad doesn't even respond. My dad doesn't even, he's like, he's checked out. So, I mean, what do you, or, you know, or there are times even when you have friends yeah, and you'll have conversation, it's like they have nothing to say. I think sometimes, and, and I've done this, and again, most of this podcast that we talk about is all from experience, is I've used silence to not ignore a situation, but to not have to address a situation. You think it's to not escalate a situation? Well, I think it's a bullshit excuse, really. Now that, you know, now that I'm older and I look at it, it was a bullshit excuse, you know? I'm going to be quiet so I don't say anything to piss you off. Um, But men hide. We talk about that all the time. We shrink, we hide, and we... Right, exactly. And to Ray's point, you know, silence is not good because it lends itself to the theater of the mind. then Then you have issues that not might not be an issue. Yeah, because they're hearing they're what, fabricated. They think, what they think you're going to say correct, rather than what you truly feel or what you're actually going to say. Yeah, yeah, and then they're trying to ascertain why you don't talk. So it's... Leaves a lot to the imagination. Oh, you bet. And that's a dangerous place. And that's why I was saying earlier that, you know, pausing is okay, but silence is, you know, they say silence is golden. Silence is not golden. Silence is dangerous. It really is. Because if you're not communicating with your significant other, with your kids, with, you know, your spouse, that like, like, or or men, like take men for just men in general. If you're not communicating with your brothers and you're allowing yourself to be put on an Island, that is a very dangerous place to be. Very. Yeah. A very lonely, dangerous place. Yeah. Cause I, I have a tendency to come up with worst, worst case scenarios and, Next thing you know, I'm thinking, you know, everybody hates me and, you know, nobody wants to be around yeah, me. Yeah, that's that theater of the mind. And and don't you think the enemy loves that? Oh, well, yeah. I think about it like this. I mean, just put it bluntly. I mean, bored, idle, separated, segregated men do stupid shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what happens. Yeah. Inevitably, they just... Desperate they just, people do desperate things. Well, look, desperate people do shitty things. We talked about that. Yeah, we do. We yeah. got to... Title that a podcast, yeah. <laughs> and, and and that was and, you know we're bringing that up, and that was based a lot on uh, the military or retired vet, the veteran death toll uh, from suicide. That these guys weren't talking, they weren't getting help, they weren't expressing what they were feeling and what was going on, and then like you said, they end up doing the worst thing. Well, you know, when I started looking into some of the statistics when it comes to words, you know, there are six hundred thousand. Words in the human language. Wait a minute. Where did you get that from? Maynard's not here. I, 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 I don't know what his problem is, but I just Googled it. What? I mean, <laughs> it was that easy? It was, yeah. I went, and 171,146 are in English. Wow. 
Dang. And of the English language, I, I even took it a step further, you know, to see what single words are used to motivate and which single words are used to discourage. And this is a telltale sign. 200 single words are used to motivate in the, in the, in the English language, and 235 single words are used to discourage. Funny that there's more yes. to discourage. You, you, you know what that makes me think of? Well, hold on, Ray. Before yeah. we get into this, let's take a quick break, and we'll come right back to that. You got it? You're listening to The Battle Podcast, a GSR podcast production. And now for that brief infomercial that you've come to love and appreciate. Going up. What up, men? Thank you for listening as we know your time is valuable. Have we helped you or anyone you know better their life? Will you consider helping us to grow with a gift or a sponsorship? A little goes a long way, and we need you to help spread the word. Because of you, we can make this continue to be a free resource for people all around the world. Email us at thebattlepodcast at gmail.com or give securely at paypal.me slash thebattlepodcast. Email us battlepodcast at gmail.com or paypal.me slash the battle podcast we appreciate you and we thank you for listening and supporting and your generous gifts that keep us going now back to the show And so going back to what we were talking about, what were you going to say, Ray? Uh, we were talking about the uh, 200 words, 200 single words to motivate and 235 to discourage. You know, now that's in the English language. In the English language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, it reminds me that it takes more muscles to frown than it does to smile. But as a, our human nature, we really tend to use those discouraging words way more than we use the motivational words. And I, and I, and I, and as sad as this sounds, I think sometimes we just don't want people to feel better than we do. Yeah. Ooh. Well, it's like you said, everybody loves a person who's doing well for themselves till they become the boss and then they hate them. Yeah. Well, you don't, you want people to do well, just not better than you. Right. And, and, you know, it's funny because, you know, you can see this everywhere where people are very critical mm -hmm. and it's easy to be critical. It's, it takes something to be able to find the good in something to build somebody up. Oh, and, I, yeah. and I think that that's where we struggle a lot of times because we're so quick to try to point out people's flaws. I mean, think about it. Everybody that's famous in this country, all we do is try to find out what's messed, out, messed up about them. Yeah. Yeah, we don't ever try to lift them up and say, hey, way to go. And the people that we think are good, we try to make sure that everybody thinks they're bad. Yeah. yeah and even not just famous people, but your neighbors. You know, you can look at your neighbors and they're they're constantly going on vacations and this, and you want to be like, oh, well, yeah, but he's working all the time. He doesn't ever see his family. He does. You try to find all the bad stuff in him. You can't sit there and go, man, I'm really happy that those guys are out there enjoying life and doing, you know, family activities. Well, Maynard brought up a good example of that, actually, was with, with the draft. You oh, know, yeah. With the sports. Yeah, that's right. NBA that's right. draft, NFL draft, all of them. They're going to dig up some dirt. Well, I'm going to tell you something. If, if you don't realize in our culture today how powerful words really are or how detrimental words can be, you need to get your head out of the sand. Oh, yeah. Because with social media and everything else that we have in our culture today, there are people losing jobs over things they say. Oh, yeah. Not things that they do, but things that they say. There are people that won't get work because of the things they say. Right. There are people that will be hated and ostracized and everything else because of their opinions on certain topics. And it all comes down to words. Mm -hmm. So words are very powerful. 
And it can be very, very destructive. Yeah. If you're not careful. Like Ray said, you can't call them back. You know, you throw that rock in the pond, you can't call those ripples back. Yeah, it's out there. It's out there. But also, with social media, it's more dangerous. Oh, without a doubt. You know, because then they're they're definitely permanent. There ain't no crumpling up that paper. Yeah, you got it's that out right. There. But words can also be very uplifting. Oh, yeah. And that's what we need to do. We need to choose words that are uplifting to people, that choose things that are going to motivate people, going to help people. And a lot of times that means you have to humble yourselves. You got to look past yourself to do that. Yeah. And our, our culture today is... Me, me, me. Me, me, me. Yeah. Look out for number one. Right. So, I mean, I guess a, 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 a good question would be is, is what is it, some good examples of what does that actually look like? For us as men, when we think about, you know, finding words to build up and empower people, I mean, what does that look like? What does that sound like? You know, when I was, when I was running the fab shop, the easiest thing was just the, just an attaboy, you know? Just walking by somebody, you know, hey, hey, they did one extra weldment in the last hour than they normally do. Hey, man, good job. That was awesome. I really appreciate you putting in the extra effort. That that simple. Yeah, we did a series at the church called Table to Table, and mm -hmm. one of those was just, you know, having coffee with somebody different or somebody you know that well. You take them for coffee and you get to know them and build relationships positively. I could give you an example for most men, four words that are very, very powerful. I'm proud of you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of children's. Yeah. There are a lot of dudes hear that. out there that have never had a father or a father figure look them in the eye and say, I'm proud of you. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, to acknowledge and to recognize when somebody is doing something well, we should take the time out to look at a brother and say, hey, proud of you, man. Keep going. Keep doing what you're doing. You're doing great. Don't quit. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I think that, you know, every man wants to hear that. Every man wants to know that somebody is proud of what they're doing or they're seen. You know, I see you. And there's, there's a multitude of different ways you can say that. I mean, I think a lot of times about my son, you know, my daughter, when they were little, it was like, Daddy, do you see me? You know, Daddy, do you see mm -hmm. me? That never goes away, right? Yeah. That never, ever escapes any of us. I don't care how old you are. People want to be seen and they want to be acknowledged. And, if and they want to be validated, John. Yeah, I mean, value, that's the... Yes. They want to be seen. They want to be validated. And that that validation will will go the rest of their life with them. It's empowering. Yes. Because it's you telling another person that their opinion, their thoughts matter, the way that they feel matter, or, or they, how they contribute matters. And them being there does make a difference. Yeah. You know? And it's like, it's not all cliche. I mean, we don't want to put out false narratives and a bunch of PC bullshit about making little Johnny feel good about himself. Right. But let's be real. Let's take those opportunities when, Somebody is doing well and doing the things they're supposed to be doing to give acknowledgement. Or when we see a brother or a sister that's struggling to let them know that, hey, I know you're going through this right now, but no matter what, I still love you. I still care about you. And those those words alone will, will empower and strengthen somebody in a way that you can't even begin to imagine. Well, you know, the everybody's a winner. The everybody gets a trophy. It takes that empowerment away. 
from us. It does. But here, here's another thing too, is like you said, we're not trying to spread that false narrative that, you know, everything's great. You're always doing wonderful. When somebody screws up, somebody messes up, you still have a choice of words to use to either encourage them to do better or guide them to the right decision, the right path. You don't have to beat them down. You know what I mean? They, they know they screwed up. I mean, you can acknowledge what's happened. And I think the person really dictates that response, honestly. Yeah. You know, and being in management for so many years, dealing with people and having people that, that have worked for me, um, you know your people. And some people you've got to get in their ass and some people right. you just got to say, hey, come on. And other people you pat them on. Yeah. You got to know the the person. That's number one, right? But still, you can get in their ass with the right words. Yeah. and you But you always send them out the door with telling them something that's positive. Yes. You know, you don't ever want to come down on somebody and just send them out the door with a bunch of negatives. It's like, hey, look, you really got to work on this, this, and this. But you know, you do do a great job at this, this, and this. And we do value what you do here. So come on, get your head out of your ass and let's do this thing. Yep. You can do it. I believe in you. You can do it. You know, and and you'd be amazed at the response you'll get from somebody, especially men, when even if they have to be corrected, if you still encourage them and, and you know, empower them through the words of encouragement. Yeah. That builds them up even in the moment where, you know, you got to actually to some point tear them down. I call it the correction sandwich. You want to hear that? You want to hear some redneckinisms? Well, I don't think we really have a choice, right? You, you don't. <laughs> I mean, why do you even ask? So, so here it is. So I call it the correction sandwich. So you, you first of all, compliment. Or, yeah. Why does this guy always get like a promo when he says something? Hey, hey, everybody. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> We're going to introduce you. Well, to I can the I can do a promo no, for you. No, like, I don't want anybody. I'm just saying he. This guy. <laughs> wait, just, wait. I got I got one for you. Oh, Is that your way of saying full of hot oh, air? It's Johnny Carson, man. Oh, nice. Johnny. Johnny. It's not the full mommy Johnny Carson, but <laughs> I mean the theme. Well, so, no, well, well, don't take too long in this whole uh, sandwich thing. I'm starting to get hungry. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually pretty. It's pretty. It's pretty quick and to the point. So your first, your first thing is, hey, look, I know you're really trying. I know you're 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 doing your best. Then you introduce the correction part. Hey, this is what happened. You did this. You did that. What you're doing is you're rushing. You're going too fast. Whatever it is. And then, like you said, you send them out the door with positivity. Then you do some more, you know, positivity. Look, I know you can fix this. I know you can get it right. I know you mean well. You know, let's get out there. Let's just, you know, try to step it up a little bit better. Let's make it, let's make it happen. So I call it the correction sandwich. So, you know, you got something positive. Then you introduce, then you, you know, discuss what happened, the negativity of it all. And then you leave off with a positive as well. Well, it's just like with kids. I've always looked at the premise of twice as much praise as ridicule. Yeah, same thing. You know, because in every situation I've ever had with my kids, when I've had to discipline them, I've always told them why they've been disciplined, right. why I had to discipline them. But I always told them when it was all said and done, you know, I still love you. I yeah. still believe in you, you know, but you need to stop doing this. and I'm not going to put up with it, you know. And so, right. and, I, and I think that there's, there's a way of doing things that you can correct and build up in the same way. Yes, exactly. And, you know, one of my problems is I think a lot of guys out there just don't know what to say or what words to use, or they've never been taught that, you know, so a lot of these guys out there. Or just, they're not allowed to. Yeah. A lot of these guys have Ooh, just been. Oh, that's true, Fritzy. 
I like that. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But a lot of these guys out there have just been beat down their entire life. You know, they've been constantly beat down, beat down, beat down. And they say that, well, that's what made me a man. You know, it doesn't mean that that was the right thing to do. Well, it's you either got to stand up or get in the pen with the rest of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not trying to be no, callous, that's the but truth. I mean, when you're a man, you've got to stand up. Yeah. And, you know, and sometimes it's uncomfortable. Yep. It's some, you know, we talk about it in this podcast all the time. Some of the greatest battles you're ever going to fight are going to be the four walls of your house. Truth. Yep. Sure. And, the, and the problem is we don't have enough fighters. Yep. Wow. And we don't yes, have enough sir. guys that want to step up and fight. And, 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 you know, it's not physical fighting. It's spiritual fighting. It's emotional fighting. And it's, it's, you know, it's word fighting. It's, and, 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 you know, you have to find the right words to inspire and to build up your family. And that's the job of a father. Yeah. Head you of know, the village. I mean, you've got to, you've got to have correction and discipline. Absolutely. Right. Twice as much praise as ridicule. Yeah. That's it. Exactly. And, and the same thing goes with, for your spouse. I mean, there are times you're going to get into disagreements with your wife or your girlfriend, your significant other, and, you know, you can get your point across. I can't tell you how many times I've had to apologize to my wife, but it wasn't because I was, I was apologizing because of how I felt. It was always an apology because of the way that I walked it out. Yeah. The words you mm, chose. And, yeah. And it was like, look, I, I'm apologizing to you because of the way I handled myself and I shouldn't have raised my voice or I shouldn't have said this and I didn't mean it that way, but I still feel very strongly about this. Yeah. And I'm not apologizing for my opinion or my thought process of what I think we should or shouldn't do, but I could do better in the way that I communicate that to you. Yes. And, um, you know, and I've told my wife, she's like a master at it. She knows exactly what to do to make me just fall apart. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh shit. And I got to go apologize. Cause I just said her, I hurt her feelings. So I've crossed the line. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's kind of genius. Like, yeah, that. she is. But at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's again, I, I have to do better at choosing my words and being smart and, and being using wisdom and discernment in a way that I walk convey my opinions in, in the way I yeah, walk. Yeah, correct. Out, yeah. Know? And, and I just want to touch on it again. I want to make sure everybody out there knows that we're not talking about coddling and everybody gets a trophy and everything's, you know, rainbows and cotton candy and unicorns and shit like that. That's not what we're talking about. We're just talking about being responsible for your thoughts and being responsible for your words. And really thinking it through before you let those words out of your mouth. Because they will. They'll either tear up, they'll either build up or tear down. Well, I guess as you know, we sit here and we think about what we're talking about tonight. The bottom line is, is you've got to say something. Men, listen, you've got to say something. And when you do choose to say something, think about what you're going to say. We can't afford to be caught up in the moment and the emotion of things. We have a far greater responsibility than that. And listen, I'm, I'm speaking from experience. I've been there. I've done that. And I have failed miserably at it on more times than I can count in my life. But I know one thing. I'm trying to get better. I've, I've recognized there are things that i got to walk things out differently. And, and I guess the, the biggest thing is, is we have to understand that there are power there are. There is power in the words that we say. We have the ability of, as husbands and fathers to either lift our children and our spouses up to the very tops of their potential, or we could crush them in a moment. 
And even though we may understand what we're trying to say, we need to make sure they understand what we are saying. There's a big difference. We used a couple of examples tonight about the way something was said, and yet the way that we heard it was entirely different. And we have to understand that, you know, when you're talking to children, they don't see things from, a, from an adult perspective. And we have to understand that as men, and we've got to dumb it down for them so they can understand where daddy is coming from. When it comes to our spouses, women, a lot of time they speak with their hearts. And we have to understand that when we're dealing with that, that's a very sensitive, precious piece of her soul and her anatomy, her heart. And we have the ability to build that up or we could destroy it in a matter of seconds. And always remember that you know silence is good for a moment. It's not good for all the time. Because when you say nothing, I'm going to tell you right now firsthand, the first thing you have people that care about you're going to think, they're going to think you don't care. They're just going to think you just don't give a shit. And you may care more than words could ever express. You've got to be able to express yourself and step outside of yourself and make sure that the people in your life know what you're trying to say because you say it. Because that, my friends, well, that's where the rubber meets the road.